Hello and welcome to the Apex Perspective, a podcast made by the Apex Pack Openings crew. My name is Francisco and today I am joined by El Pedio. How's it going? And Leo. What's up? And today we're going to be talking a little bit about soccer. Uh, soccer is a big, uh, big, big part of our lives, and essentially. Um, so we're going to be talking about today about uh, some of our favorite teams, uh, what we saw during this this uh, summer transfer window, and what we're going to be expecting during uh, this upcoming season. So this is going to be a fascinating conversation for, uh, hopefully, for you guys, and for hopefully for us as well too, as we learn as to see uh, what we're looking out for. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it over to uh, Leo to talk about who, who's your favorite teams, Leo. Yeah, so I've got uh, a handful of different teams for the different regions of where we are and that kind of thing. So um, here in the States, my favorite team is the Seattle Sounders. We're just a few hours away from Seattle, so they're a local team. And, uh, you know, we've been going to Sounders games now for, what, 10 years now, I think. I think I remember the first game I went to that was a Sounders experience was way back in, like, 2013. They played a friendly against Chelsea. And oh, yeah. we went back in the day when we were playing for a local local team. We went with a few other guys from the from the soccer team, and we all went over there, carpooled, and watched that game. So that was a really cool experience. That's um, right. So Sounders are are near and dear to my heart here in the states. Uh, oh, across the pond, uh, we've got Manchester City. Okay. Um, okay. In England, um, the club with no fans. The club with no fans, <laughs> but I'm one of them. So. Uh, yeah, I started watching them when they signed Sergio Aguero way back in like 2012, I think 2011. I remember watching him at Atletico in La Liga, and I was super excited when they signed him. And I started watching ever since. So that first season when he got there, it was it was amazing, and they, you know they won the the league for the first time and like 30, 33 years or something like that. Yeah. And I've been, been watching them ever since. So it's been, it's been quite the, quite the road watching that team from what it was to where they are now. Um, obviously it's has a lot to do with money. That's something we can dive a little more into. Yeah. Um, and then true. the club that started it all. Well, before you go, where were you the moment that I went on, um, scored that probably, most you iconic. Know, one of the most iconic. iconic. I can't say most because right, I'm right. sure there's something better, but one of the most, you could probably say the most iconic for Prem, probably. Yeah, it's arguably the, one but of the most iconic. I don't know. I don't want to say ever because right. I'm sure there's something out there, but where were you when that happened? Because I remember where I was. I was watching the game. United had just won and they had to win, and I think City had to at least tie. Um, so I remember being in my room watching TV and you see Rooney. You see Ferguson looking at the the jumbotron, and then and all of a sudden, a quick action. City had to win because they were equal on points. So if they didn't win, yeah. they would not. Well, that's what I meant. Like if they didn't, United tie, clinched but... it with a tie. Yes, right. That's what I meant. Because United would have clinched it with a tie. No, no, they were on equal points. So they both won, and they both finished with equal points. And no, but I mean before before City scored. They were tied. Yes. Right. right. So United was. Yes. That's I what you I get you yeah. yeah, Yes. Yes. So they were up. Yeah. So they won their game. Yeah. I think it finished like 10 minutes before. And um, yeah, they're watching it on the Jumbotron. And you see Rooney, you see Ferguson watching it. And then it cuts to yep. the city. And then you see him dribbling on the side. <laughs> and then just magic happens. Yep. Um, but yes, that's what I meant. United at that point before the goal were champions. Yes, 
But yeah, then, they, they, in their heads, they were champions because they knew City was not winning their match. And there was, they knew there was very little time left, so they were basically already starting to celebrate, yeah. knowing that they had clinched the title from their local rivals. Yeah, it's crazy. So going back to your question, yes, I do remember exactly where I was. Uh, just so for context for anyone who's listening, we record. Uh, our studio is in our childhood home. This is the home we grew up in. Uh, Frank and I now are the owners of this house, and we <laughs> we made it into our studio. So. Uh, this in this very house I was sitting in the living room I remember it was a it was an early morning on Saturday and all the games were going on at once and you know I've only cried the tears of joy two times in my life and that moment was one of them um it just goes to show like how passionate we are about soccer and why we love the teams we love and these moments of magic can make you feel strong emotions that was one of those moments for me was watching Manchester City win that league. And, I mean, it's just that story of the underdog. They were, at the start of the season, they were not expected to do anything. And they went, and to go up against their bitter crosstown rivals, that rivalry made it that much more More satisfactory for for Manchester City and their fans. And that was that. That was one of the moments that I remember very vividly sitting on that couch. I was on my knees on the floor and I was like, what just happened? And I was like crying a few tears of joy from, from that moment. So, yeah, that was a very, very magical moment for me. I think that's, that's the one thing about soccer for me personally as well, too. Uh, sorry to cut in right here, but um, soccer just brings out those emotions, that intensity in you, that you, you feel that sense of passion. And it's, I think, one of the most unique feelings uh, you can ever experience whenever you're going to any soccer game, even if it's just MLS. I know MLS isn't the most popular league right now in the world, but um, it's getting up there. Um, And when we go to Sounders games, man, that atmosphere is otherworldly. But uh, uh, to continue on, uh, I'm going to let Petey on here uh, talk about who who he supports because he's got a very different uh, look on soccer. I, I just before I, we handed off the video, the, the last team I support is FC, uh, Bar- yeah, yeah. FC Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be the party pooper, but yes, I, I support <laughs> FC Barcelona. Um, they were the ones that really started my joy for uh, for soccer. Um, I remember watching Ronaldinho, one of the greatest players to ever grace the pitch, and I remember I was like five six, and I was like, oh my god, that guy's insane! I want to be like that guy. And at the time, he was playing for Barcelona, and that's really where my love for Barcelona started. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Messi fan, don't get me wrong, but people don't believe me when I say Ronaldinho was the one that started it for me. And I think for a lot of other people, too. He really made people, you he know. He made it look so he, easy. He, he put smiles on faces. Yeah. I mean, you don't see that very often now. <laughs> and, yeah, he, he's the one that started for me, and I was lucky enough to, you know, watch Messi start his career at Barcelona and I've been, you know, watching his career ever since. So it's been 20 years of, of magic. So, yeah, that's that's those are the teams I support. Now I will hand it off to, to PDO to uh, show, tell us about uh, the teams that he supports. Yeah. Well, before I, I get to it, Ronaldinho is one of those players that played with so much joy. Yeah, that for sure. That just was so contagious. Yeah. Um, he played with that smile on his face every time he scored his patented dance yes sir um, it just brought so much joy i mean if you want to sum up ronaldinho just look at um look at that little bit of uh when he's 
destroying Madrid and even Madrid fans who yeah. aren't supposed to be clapping at Barcelona fans get up and just appreciate greatness. Yeah. Um, respect. It's just respect right there. And that's one of the cool things about soccer as well is that, you know, we, everybody respects everybody. But, you know, these guys are warriors essentially. And for 90 minutes, everybody's there to they want to win for their for their crest and they want to win for their support. And they, you know, that's I think that's one of the most beautiful things about soccer for me yeah. as well, too. I, I think you're over. I think you're overlooking it a little bit because it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. It's not always the respect between rivals. If anything, it's quite the opposite. So I just reference that moment because there is no bigger rivalry than Madrid and Barcelona, and the fact that yeah. Madrid fans, you know, respect respected him at you know at that point in his career because they didn't do that for any of. other player. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's very few players in history. You know, Messi is a better player, right? Yeah. Than Ronaldinho, they never did that for Messi. So it's just the fact that you know he he's one of the few that you see that. Um, The other moment that comes to mind is uh, the Ronaldo, the the goal that he made against Juventus, and you know they just got up and you got to appreciate greatness. Yeah. Um, But anyways, I. I guess piggybacking off of that, I'm a big CR7 guy, so United is my team. So it's a little bit awkward sitting next to Lel as he's praising City. Because um, I remember watching it, and I thought they had won the league that year. Yeah. Um, and then, again, it cuts off to that to the game, and everyone's watching it. And then, yeah, Aguero just, you know, the goal of his life, um, essentially, you know, destroying United. Yeah. Title hopes and, you know, propelling that amazing career that he had with City. Um, you know, I don't know. He's one of the few players that should have a statue outside that stadium. I don't know if he does. He does. Um, but yeah, he's you. You can't bring up City without bringing him up. Yeah, well, Guerrero is um, one of the City legends for sure. Arguably the most important yeah. player of their their history. Yeah, I think he uh, one yeah. of the, the well, he catapulted that. You know the what is the word I'm thinking of? The era, not the era, but the um. Can't think of it. That's all good. No worries. It's when you win multiple leagues. Oh, a dynasty. Dynasty. There you there go. There you go. Yeah. Um, but no, anyways, yeah. So I'm a big United guy. Um, followed Ronaldo early on. Mm-hmm. And then I had always liked Madrid too, from even before then, when yeah. you had Zidane, you had Beckham. Yeah, you had Casillas. Yeah, yeah, like, was nasty, man. It was insane. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, and then obviously he hopped over and then. Yeah, you kickstarted the greatest era of football. Yeah, him and Messi ever experienced. I, we're, we're getting to see a little bit of that now. With they're trying, the media is trying to bring that Mbappe versus Holland type thing. Oh no way! But yeah. no one is going to come close to that era of football. I think those two players alone. I don't think anybody's going to come close to them. They're any. They're generational. Essentially, is the word for it. And you know, these guys only pop up. Very few or very seldomly. It's like a, a very small percentage of. They're once in a lifetime yeah. players, both of them. You, like, um, it's, it's insane. Like for Mbappe, I think that that would start if he did more for PSG. Yes. They just haven't gotten over the hump. Um, and obviously Holland, Holland, Holland. Sorry. Um, it's it's very money gave him that trophy. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Like, had he won it with Dortmund or anywhere else? I think it, at least for me, it would have raised his his stock a little his bit. stock a little bit more. Don't get me wrong; he's one hell of a player, yes. and they they got over the hump because of him. Absolutely, because City for years, you know, Aguero left, and they couldn't find that striker. 
they had everything else except the striker. And obviously, you want Holland as your striker. So you put him over the hump. Don't get me wrong, but that you can't. Mbappe, Holland, Ronaldo, Messi. I mean, they're a ways away yeah. from so speaking, getting close. Speaking to that City striker problem, I remember there was like a whole season and a half where City just lined up with like seven midfielders and no, no forwards because right. they didn't have anybody. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, they were still very dominant, and they they found a way to work around it, uh, and that was very impressive. And you know, I mean, when you have a quality coach like Pep Guardiola, I mean, what else can you uh, expect? You can only expect essentially greatness. <laughs> and so he found a way to make the teams work, and uh, you know, City are are insane. Yeah, it's uh, you couldn't have said that. A year ago, though, with Guardiola, because I think that was the one thing he needed to do outside of Barcelona to achieve that Champions League League. without, you know, that Messi and all those guys. And I think I was happy for him that he won it because it's like he was he's one hell of a coach. He doesn't need to prove anyone wrong. Like the EPL is hard enough to win. And the fact (laughs) that he won it five times in like seven years. Yeah. I mean, Henry said it best when he won it. I don't know if you guys saw the interview. He basically was telling people to F off. Like, why are you guys expecting greatness from arguably the best coach? Yeah. Um, and it, it was crazy. Saying, thinking of Henry, um, going back to my – so I'm also a Sounders fan. Yeah. And I remember when Barcelona came here back in 2009, 2010, whenever it was, when they won the treble – and I remember Henry was here. I remember Slatan was here. I remember Messi was here. Like, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, like, that was the first season Messi, I think, took the 10. Yeah, it was insane. Like Because he had left that summer. Yeah, you know what's funny, Fidio? When you mentioned that, that trip from uh, Barcelona versus the Sounders, well, we, Leo and I had tickets to go. But Cherry Harvest came in and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was so devastated, We, we couldn't end up going. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was insane. Like, seeing those guys in... And just for a simple fact, forget Messi, but Henry is like... He was so good. Yeah, one of the first Yeah, <laughs> um, and Slatan wasn't there yet. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember seeing those guys. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, they were they were good. But yeah, United and then Madrid, and um, you know, you can't you can't say Champions League without Madrid. So yeah, for sure, you can't you can't see that trophy without that Madrid crest. <laughs> That's very true. Any other teams, Pedro? I think you're missing one big one. Um, am I? I think so. I mean, it's your uh, game oh. Tag. <laughs> oh, the Liga Max. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're bringing that league up. We're bringing the, the Farmers League. <laughs> no, obviously, yeah, I'm a diehard US fan. Um, parents are from from Mexico, and you know, I grew up a US fan, I grew up hating the yellow. Can't even acknowledge the team. <laughs> For those listening, the club is uh, Club America, yeah. and they are in Mexico. Yeah, no, I I can't think. Leo brings up the memories of him getting on his knees, uh, crying. I I remember when they won it in '06, and then I remember when they won it in 2017. Mm-hmm. And you know those trophies, those the final whistle just resonate with you, and yeah. you know that when feeling when you yeah. finally done it. Yeah. The relief, the uh, euphoria, the euphoric sensation of your favorite team doing it all and winning that trophy. Yeah, there's no, there's no feeling quite like it. Yeah, and it, it, it's it, it for me personally, it's, it hits deeper because Chivas, you can't, you have to play eleven Mexicanos, like you can't right. buy yeah 
you know, whatever striker you want, you can't buy whatever midfielder you want, you can't buy whatever defender you want. Right. Um, and it sucks because it puts a handicap on their – if they want a player, the other team knows that, okay, they want him, so I have to double the price because yeah. where else are they going to go? Yeah. So they're always handicapped in that perspective, but it just makes it that much sweeter when they win it because, yeah. you know, they're always going to be an excuse. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's immemorable when – you know, your team wins it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially then, they were the last team stock after like 2011, 2012. I remember it was rough. <laughs> yeah. After a year, just. Um, They're in the trenches. <laughs> just, it was worth it. I mean, fat, whatever. Yeah. But it's insane though, because from 06 to like, 010, like 2010, they were the closest team to being the best here continentally. They would always go to the Libertadores, yeah, you know. For sure. I mean. <laughs> It's hard enough to play. It, it's hard enough to play those teams, but they were they were beating teams that they shouldn't have beaten. Yeah. And they were South America was like, who the heck is this team from Mexico? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they made that Libertadores final. I want to say twenty ten, and yeah, they lost it. But I mean, that's a team that shouldn't make it there in the first place. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of the game. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, in between the lines. just come through. It's like those underdog stories that you really pay attention to. Like the most recent one that comes to, to – that's on my mind right now is uh, Ajax in the, that made it to the Champions League semifinal. Oh, yeah. They played against Tottenham. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was rooting for them because it's like, oh, I mean, why not? Why can't they go all the way? I remember they beat uh, Real Madrid that season like 5-1 to one at the Bernabeu. Yeah, that was and insane. it's like, whoa, this team just came out of nowhere and spanked the best team in the planet. 5-1 at home and it's like why, why not why can't these guys go all the way and yeah. it was just heartbreaking when Lucas Moura scored that dagger at the end of the game to to seal Tottenham's place in the Champions League final but I mean yeah I mean going to back to previous points there's some teams that you know like theoretically on paper they should not be there and that yeah. just goes to yeah. show what what soccer is and how how some teams can you know make that make that run it's that belief in that single belief in in the individual person to uh, to say we are going to win, yeah. and that's all that some some teams need. Just like that Ajax and just like that Tottenham team right there uh, that ended up winning essentially, because uh, that Ajax team was tight because they had Frankie De Jong, uh, De Ligt, uh, Anthony was there at the time I believe. No, Donny Van de Beek. Van de Beek, yes. Yeah. And then a couple other superstars, uh, Dusan Tadic, uh, Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, that team got picked apart after that season. Yeah, Hakim was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. That, was a, that, was an, that was an insane squad that they had. Yeah, there. those wonder stories, you know. Sometimes, they, or a lot of times, they don't go all the way, but, right. you know, they're still, they're still a good story. Just mm-hmm. look at Leicester City. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a real fairy tale. That's a real fairy tale. Yeah, 2015 16 season where Leicester did the impossible and lifted the Premier League trophy. Man, that was uh, that was insane. That was, that was a beautiful, beautiful story. You got this team that's like it's on paper relegation squad, yeah, and they just went on this insane run. They were playing out of their minds for the whole season. Um, in Golo, yeah, in Golo Cante, Marty, Riyad Mahrez. Uh, you know, Wes Morgan played every minute of every Premier League match. Water, or, uh, that was like, yeah, drink water. Yeah, drink water. Yeah, was a savage. Casper Schmeichel, the keeper. Yeah, it was it was a great squad. I mean, we remember them now as a great squad, but then they were like, like, who are these guys? You know, yeah. like these guys. Aren't, these guys just, aren't anything. They, they shouldn't be. Yeah. For context, too, uh, Leicester City that season when they got promoted to the Premier League, they were 
I think there were like three or four divisions down the down the down the divisions essentially. And so they worked essentially really hard and found, you know, find their, found their players that they needed them to, uh, to be able to succeed. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was crazy. Um, yeah. Any other teams, Peter? Am I missing? Are you missing any? I think we got them all. We got them all. Right. We got them all. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Just to kind of, uh, I'm going to indulge myself a little bit here and just kind of share from, from, from me, uh, just because, you know, when you're, when you're growing up and you, and you have brothers or any siblings, uh, sometimes there's little rivalries born. And for me, that's what ended up happening. Um, since I was watching Barca and, uh, for me personally, I wasn't really too much, uh, involved in soccer. I did play and I played as a goalkeeper and I really enjoyed that and I really love it. Um, but soccer kind of came more like, uh, a thing I started doing more with Leo. Um, as the, as the years went on. And, uh, um, I personally like a lot of teams and I like a, a, quite a following almost everybody essentially, but I, I still have my personal favorites that I keep a closer eye on. Uh, for me personally, uh, I do enjoy following Real Madrid, um, Tottenham Hotspurs, um, Borussia Dortmund. Those are three, some of the three. And of course the Seattle Sounders got to support locally too. And so I, that's some of the stuff that's been um, some of the teams I follow personally, and um, I, for me, some of the best moments that I've ever experienced has been more uh, closely following the Seattle Sounders. Actually, um, not too much on the European side, but here locally, just because uh, a, a few years ago they made it to the Concacaf uh, Champions League final, and following their um, their trajectory, the steps that they needed to take, and it was just insane. Uh, when they were in the quarterfinal against, I believe it was, uh, Tigres? Uh, I think it was Tigres, yeah. And, no, Pumas. It was Pumas. Pumas was in the final. Yeah, Pumas in the final. That's, that's my bad. Uh, Pumas versus the Sounders, and man, the first game when they played in Pumas, I was yelling in the living room. That was panicking. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I remember that... I was in a different room, yeah. and I just feel like this death scream come out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. And it turns out the Sounders had, like, scored or something. I can't remember. No, it was... Uh... They missed a chance or something. I think yeah. they missed a chance. They were. They went down 2-0, and then they came back 2-2, and it was from two penalties, which Nic- I believe Nicola Vedo, uh Converted those penalties and man, I was, I was so pumped. I was yelling. I, I scared the, I scared Leo so, so bad. He didn't know what to do. And, but, uh, that, that was for me one of the most euphoric moments that I've ever, ever experienced as well, too. Cause the next, the next game, it was at home at the Seattle Sounders Stadium. And luckily, luckily enough, we, uh, I had a friend who's a season ticket holder and, uh, we were able to get tickets. And we were we were down. We were like a, basically first row. We were we were very close to the pitch. And yeah, that was an insane experience. It was an insane experience just because the Sounders turned up and they ended up winning. I think yeah. it was three zero at, yeah, at full time. And I could not speak afterwards because I lost my voice from the celebrations <laughs> that we had. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a. Uh, it was it was it was just one of the most beautiful moments I ever experienced, and uh, yeah, that, I'll never that, forget that. Day that was insane. I remember the stadium. I think was a record sellout for a Sounders game. Yep, it was like seventy six thousand people or something like that. Something like, like that. Yeah, it was a packed stadium. Every time the Sounders scored, they put out like an article afterwards oh, yeah. saying that there was an earthquake registered 
every time the Sounders scored yeah. a goal. That's wild. That's how insane wow. that stadium was. That the energy in there was electric. Like you could feel it like on your fingertips. Yeah. How locked in all these fans were. I'm getting chance at everything. Like it was it was amazing. It was an unforgettable experience. So I was, it was a it was a, a joy that we were able to be there in person to, to witness that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting goosebumps uh, thinking about that night and just kind of reliving that moment in my head. And yeah. man, that was a, that was one of the coolest days of of uh, of my life. And honestly, uh, I do want to get over to Europe and find out um, what the atmospheres are like over there. Yeah, I want to. I personally want to go see a game at Newcastle because I've heard that's like one of the best stadiums, uh, stadium atmospheres that uh, some players, even um, some players and the people have said that it's like one of the best atmospheres. Um, that's for me. That's one of my on my bucket list, and you know, that's that's so that's a little bit about us and who we support. Uh, we're gonna take a little quick break, real quick, and we'll get back into the next segment. This episode is brought to you by the Apex Pack Openings YouTube channel, where three friends have fun and rip open cards from all genres, from the latest Star Wars products to the hottest sports cards and to the latest and greatest Pokemon sets being released today. Go check the channel and enjoy all types of cards. And now, back to the episode. Welcome back. We are here talking about soccer. We You just heard about who we support, and now we're going to talk about what we're looking for, what we're expecting for the season, what we want to see, who do we, who we think is going to win the titles, and we're going to get into that. I'm going to hand it over to Pedio and just kind of share about your teams that you support and uh, what, what what are you looking for towards the summer or the season, actually. My bad. Um, obviously, I guess we'll start big and work our way down. Obviously, Madrid, a little reshuffle. Um, I think I was reading that Modric might come off the bench now moving forward. Yeah, um, I don't know. Big, big departure this 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 yeah, summer. They, well, they this lost is... their striker. They lost. Yeah, they lost Karim Benzema. Yeah, so I... it's a new look for that Madrid team. Yeah, obviously you want them to win the Champions League. Obviously the league is you know within reach, but I I, I hope to see them make it far in the Champions League. Um, I think me personally, I think Mbappe is just too much drama right now. You just gotta let him go. If he comes the next summer, he comes. I just. I, yeah, I think he played out. You don't want to spend money that you know you can save by just waiting. Right. Um, I do see them if it's not going well in the winter transfer, maybe panic spend. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because their one signing was Jose Lu, who's a it's a rotational, it's a rotational striker. Yeah. That's he can get the job done, but he's not necessarily the guy that's gonna be the difference maker for you. Yeah. And he's on he's on loan with an option to buy, I believe, for one million euros, I believe. And so that's I mean, so it's really a depth a depth option. Yeah, you know? yeah. If he's if he hits off the hits off the mark or starts scoring goals left and right, I think they'll make that signing permanent. But you know, it's it's one of those things where he has to show that he belongs there and show that he can he can do it at that top level. Uh, which team did he come from again? He came from La Liga. He came from one of the Espanol. competitors. Espanol. I think it was Espanol. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't quote me. I mean, I, I don't well, recall right off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah no, he I, I he was know. in Spain uh, prior to signing for, yeah. for Madrid. We'll do a VAR check on that. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Um, and then in, uh, obviously in the EPL, you want United to, you know, win it. Um, do okay. I think. <laughs> what no, do you, what I think, do you think of just, United this season? They're just a poop show. Yeah. Um, I I think 
the coach is he's a good coach, but I think he's doing it the wrong way. He's he's rubbing too many people the wrong way. Um, over there in the Netherlands, you might get away with it, but I mean, no offense to that team, but they're not United. And yeah. I think United, you got to run it differently. It's a global um, brand. Yeah, I mean, it really they're, is. They're on, like in terms of like marketing and merchandise and that time, I think they they're the second biggest team in the world. I think, but I mean, yeah, they're they're a powerhouse, and you need yeah. to have powerhouse players, stars on that team, and you need to be winning titles. Yeah, I, yeah. So I look, I, I personally don't think they're no, they're gonna fare too well. I don't think so either, personally. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. But, um, <laughs> you want them to make it far. <laughs> I mean, they could very well, yeah. You know, make it far, but I don't know. He's just rubbing people the wrong way. I, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think it stems from the beginning of like the way he kind of basically kicked Ronaldo out. Yeah. Like you don't kill, you don't do that to a club legend. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't he their top goal scorer that season as well? Whether whether he was or not, you know, you see Barcelona the way they treated Messi, right? You see these bigger clubs just treat the players that gave them so much. Like this isn't FIFA, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you don't just treat them like whatever. Um, it sounds like Messi might go back eventually to get the proper departure he deserves. Um, it's just very unfortunate how that all that unraveled. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a business guy, so I'm not going to get into logistics of <laughs> right. you know money. But I don't know. I, I don't the way he handled Ronaldo. You know, I don't know. It's just a shame. I mean, you really have one of the greatest players in history to be dismissed like that. Like you got to treat you got to treat that person with respect. Like you got to show them respect for what they've done in their career and. And what he did prior to United yeah, beforehand. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a coach that just wanted to show up and be like, you know what, I have this like, these the big, like, I don't you know, you pants. Are. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. It's my it's my show. Yeah. And unfortunately, it, I, I I don't think it is. He's a good coach though, so I'm hoping. You know, he steers a ship, but I think the way that was all handled was very unfortunate. Um, it was a very ugly situation. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, and, and it's all over now. And now we all, yeah, what's done is done. Yep. And yeah, I'm curious to see where they go to. I, I don't think they have a good, talented squad, but I, I still think they're missing a few pieces to really be contenders for, for titles. All right, guys. Well, I have to ask this question Where do you see them finishing in the table? What position do you see them finishing with the current squad they have? Um, and you know, just thinking about all the other competitors, uh, where do you see these? Where do you see Man United finishing on the table? I'll go for fifth place. Fifth place, okay, uh, right outside of Champions League, yeah. into European, into Euro, into Europa the Europa League. League. Yeah, As Europa League. I, I think at best they're fourth, right fourth? around there. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be a struggle. I think I think the top two will again be Arsenal and Manchester City. I think they've got really big squads. Uh, to compete. They've got good squads to come back and compete again. Uh, one to keep an eye on is Newcastle United. I think they've, yeah. what they, for what they did last season, they're in Champions League football this year. Um, I think, I think they have what it takes to go back and land the top four spot again. Uh, I think that coach and what they're doing with that team is very exciting. I'm excited to see where they go. Obviously time will tell, but I think they can make that push for top four again. Uh, I think Liverpool, might struggle a bit, but I think they'll 
come back and possibly make top four. Um, obviously, the other I see him in that bubble with United. Yeah, yeah. I think there's that range Agreed. of teams. I think I think the range of those teams is Chelsea, United, Liverpool, like on and, the same boat, and Tottenham. I think they're all going to be competing for that fourth, fourth, third, and fourth spot uh, of the top at the top of the table. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not hopeful, but only time will tell. So yeah. I think fourth. Okay. You know, just get into the Champions League. Um, I see them. Yeah, fourth. Fourth. All right. What about you, Lil? What are you looking forward to uh, this coming season? Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. It's. I. I really truly enjoy watching football. At the end of the day, um, I. Every weekend, I wake up super early. I watch all the games. I've been doing that for years now with. With our dad, uh, my Frank and I's dad. <laughs> Frank and I are brothers, for those of you who don't know. Well, uh, essentially, Pedro is one of our brothers, he's too. Brother he's too. one of our brothers, too. Uh, yeah, we, we make it a point to watch Aww. games whenever, whenever we can. Aww, group hug. <laughs> and, yeah, we've been, I've been... All right, no, that's enough. Enjoying. <laughs> I've just been enjoying from the beautiful game for many years now. And I'm just excited to see good football being played. Obviously, I want my favorites to, you know, have success, but... Uh, for Barcelona, I, I think it's going to be tough. I I don't think they have a squad to challenge in the Champions League. And I don't think they have the squad to challenge in La Liga either. Um, personally, um, I don't... This guy's not crazy, but I, I, I don't think Xavi is the right guy for Barcelona. Really? Uh, he, he, he gets the job done, but he's not that guy that makes like, oh, this is an amazing team to watch. Like, if you watch their games... Man, it's it's, it's, it's a little rough. rough. It's a little rough at times. Okay, man. like I watched like ninety percent of Barcelona's games last seasons. Most of the time, it's like one zero, zero zero. Oh man, it's not one zero, one zero. And then you get that occasional two zero, three one, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I, I, they have a great squad. Lewandowski's getting old. He has been really struggling to find form since coming back from the World Cup last December. He had a very poor second half of the season. And he didn't have a great preseason, and he we're week three in La Liga, and Which one? Which one it's, it's not it's not looking good. It's not looking good for Lewandowski. So that's really something to keep an eye on for Barcelona. Um, I'm curious to see whether they have you know replacements in the squad if they trial Antsufati or Ferran Torres at, as a number nine. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see where that team evolves to. Uh, they've made some interesting signings this summer, and I'm excited to see to see where they go. Um, over in England, I, I think City is a strong contender to repeat for the cha- for the Champions League and the Premier League title. Um, I'm curious to see now with Haaland having a full year under his belt in England and a preseason. Yes, and uh, he's he's more settled. He's more familiar with the culture and that that thing. So if this guy walks into this team, scores 60 goals in a year. What can he do now that he's been there for a full year? He's yeah, developed yeah. these relationships with his teammates. And it's like, like this is... It's going to be it's insane. Scary. Like, <laughs> okay, is this guy really this good? Obviously, he's had a very poor track record in big matches. He's yeah. rarely scored against the top six, and he's ghosted in these big matches, like in the Champions League and all these finals. Obviously, they're coming up against better opposition, and these defenders are obviously much better than lower-end league table teams. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something to keep an eye on. Like, is this guy really the real deal, or is he just, you know, a tap and merchant against these lower end teams? 
Don't forget, though, I think Arsenal needs to take advantage. Don't forget that Brian is out. Yeah, he's out for I a mean, significant amount of time, at least at the time of recording. I yeah. mean, De Bruyne. De Bruyne makes that team, but his replacement, Phil Foden. He's not the Kevin De Bruyne, I'll tell you that much. Oh, well, no, nobody's getting, nobody's ever well, going to be another Kevin De Bruyne. Point, right? like, <laughs> that's the point, right? Like, that's such a big hit. Like, yes, yeah. you'll put Phil Foden there, but he ain't Kevin. Yeah, uh, he ain't Kevin, but I think... Uh, will he make it work? Yes. Well, yes. you know, they're not going to tank completely, right? But I think we can't overlook Kevin and, <laughs> you know, everything he does. Like, yeah. he makes soccer look so easy. Like, good for him that he won the Champions League, right? Yeah. But, like, just injuries have hurt him yeah. time and time again. Like, he is such Especially a phenomenal... He's such a phenomenal player to watch. Yeah. Like, he makes soccer look easy. Like It's yeah, incredible. One of those few, one of like, those few players... That really truly make it look easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy is putting passes that no one should have the right to be doing. Yeah, you like the only player, do the that? only player that comes close to doing that is obviously Messi, and maybe a few other players out there. But like even those players, like they do it like once every like twenty matches. Like this guy's doing yeah. it week in week out. Arguably, I think the greatest player really at the moment, active players. Um, I, I don't think very many other no, players come isn't. close no. to what yeah. he does. No. So I, I personally think he's probably the best in the league at this moment. I think he's definitely one of those probably like top 10 players, uh, maybe even top five players in the world for me personally. So, but I mean, he's, I just really enjoy watching him yeah, play. Even though I'm not a city supporter. I you, got, you just got to appreciate yeah. what these players do. You got to appreciate greatness. Yeah. Uh, but going back to it, I think Arsenal needs to jump on that and make yeah. sure that they get a big enough lead because last year we thought they had a big enough lead. And then, I thought they were going to do it. I think it was 11 points in January yeah. or something yeah. like that. I thought they were going to do it. But, but yeah, I think, that, that team fell apart, man. Yeah, it was those injuries and the and the, just the crunch time. They didn't have the depth as City do. but And, uh, I mean, this year they've added key pieces where they needed to reinforce, and I – I'm thinking they're gonna they're gonna be challenging. I think they're gonna finish either first or second this year. I am I am for me personally, I am pretty high on Arsenal. Um and I'm hoping they do they show up this season and they they finish their job this year. Um it, it's another cool like a little master versus student storyline as well, too. So that's another uh viewpoint from it. Uh Mikel Arteta. Oh, was, I thought we were saying the coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mikel yeah, Arteta yeah, was the understudy yeah, yeah. as of uh, Pep Guardiola, so he knows Pep Paul. And uh, <laughs> well, you said teacher, and I'm like, <laughs> well, last season they both adopted the the, the box formation as yeah. many managers have been using now yeah. across Europe. They Pep obviously kickstarted or Xavi kickstarted that in Qatar. We saw yeah. that with his Al Sadd team, and Pep saw that and adapted it, and he made it into his own mm-hmm. in the Premier League, and that won him the Champions League. I feel yeah. like whenever there's like a crazy formation or a crazy uh, tactics that's going on, I feel like those great coaches or the ones that are always looking for ways to improve look at that and they try to figure out how they can implement it into their squad. And I feel like there's there's very few coaches that do that, in my opinion. Um, Pep Guardiola, I think, is one of the ones that is always looking to improve. You see it on the pitch as well, too, when he's yelling at his players after a win. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Um and uh, I think that just goes back to the mentality thing is these are mentality monsters that only want success. Yeah. And I think that's that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You have to have that mentality to want to win. And at the end of the day, you just got to go chase it and fight for it and give it your all. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he knows, like, okay, if I, we relax one week, Arsenal's right behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a team right behind us. We can't get complacent because, you know, that one week can cost us, you know, the trophy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something to respect. For sure. Any other teams you want to talk about real quick, though? I think those are my big two, Barcelona and Manchester City. I think those are the two big ones that I'm looking forward to this, this season. I'll be keeping an eye on. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'll be... I'll be excited to see what happens in the Champions League. That's always the big one every year. We'll see who wins. We'll see who wins indeed. It's going to be a good Premier League season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who in the trade plays. Yeah, it'll be a good La Liga season as well. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope for now. Um, for me personally, um, I've been keeping a close eye on the Seattle Sounders this season. And I've been... You know, slowly, it's kind of sad right now, just because we got we knocked we got knocked out of the league's cup really early. Uh, the squad is relatively on the older side, and I and we've been we've been on a losing streak, and it's kind of it's a little heartbreaking, it's a little rough, but and uh, you know, there's only one way one way to go though. It's only only way to go is back back upwards, and uh, you know, hopefully, um, the change is going to be happening soon, in my opinion. I think it's either going to be. I was talking to Leo about this off off mic the other day, and we were, I was telling him it's either we let go of some of the players, or we let go of the coach, and we get new ideas in replacement coach, or we get new players. Simple as that. Um, for me personally, I'm hoping we get new players. Um, I like to play football manager, and whenever I take charge of the Sounders, I I begrudgingly or it pains me to do this but i end up selling some of the the key names and just trying to bring in youth um and try to uh revamp the squad because i think we need it um this upcoming season i believe there's going to be a major rebrand and it's going to be a major rebrand of the crest the and uh the whole structure of the club essentially so either they're going to rebrand the crest yeah Yeah. they're going to rebrand the crest and just like some of the other clubs have done yeah just not going away from like they are yeah it's, it's gonna be a new crest next season yeah we're Thanks. gonna get a new crest yeah so we'll see what happens um i'm looking forward to it i'm excited about it and i hope they keep making those beautiful away kids we got the purple jimmy hendrix and the end of the dragon uh bruce lee inspired kids and uh, i hope they keep making those but uh that's kind of who i'm keeping an eye on uh, i'm gonna <laughs> it's keep how you play it's how you look yeah <laughs> style points who right cares you know? about the result <laughs> <I'll be laughs> <one good. laughs> <laughs> style points, Diego. Style points. Oh, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm hoping the Sounders turn it around, and I'm hoping to see fresh blood in the in the team. And uh, for me, that's that's what I'm hoping for for the Sounders. Um, in the European side, I'm hoping Tottenham. I hope they can get their stuff together. They've <laughs> um, got a new coach. I mean, new coach, new era. Terry Kane left to yeah. Bayern Munich, so we'll see what happens. Um, Dortmund. I hope they they finally win it. There's another similar story to Arsenal. Uh, I like seeing Borussia Dortmund just because they developed uh, hidden gems, essentially, in my opinion. And they got youngsters coming left and right, and it's going to be insane. Some of these players that we see for a long time. Uh, For Real Madrid, I'm hoping um, they win the league this year. (laughs) I'm hoping they... It'll be close. I think it'll be close. I'm a little more uh, optimistic about Barca. Um, I think Real Madrid's got a good squad, but I think that missing piece of Karim Benzema is going to bite them in the butt in the long run. And I, I think it's going to be a tough season for them if they don't find uh, a formation or tactics that suit that suit them. Because that 
that's going to be a big uh, Benzema hole in that in that squad because they played through yeah, him. Good thing you bring that up. I don't know if you saw the recent interview with Carlo Ancelotti, the current Madrid coach, but he said he firmly believes that Jude Bellingham can fill the void of what Karim Benzema did for that team. And he's actually, I mean, he scored again today. They won yeah. their game, and he's been scoring, I think, in every match that he's played. I think I and saw. he's looking good. He's looking. He's looking really the, good. The squad's looking good. Yeah. I personally think they've, they're better set up, and they have more depth than what Barcelona has. I saw a post today on Instagram of uh, Jude Bellingham is only one of the three players that have scored in every single match so far. And the only other two, I, I believe it was Snyder and, uh, and Ronaldo. And, and now, Schneider would a player. <laughs> he was sorry. Yeah, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, he was a really good player, but I, I didn't get to see too much of him for me personally. But um, but yeah, those those three players are the only ones so far that have been scoring on, on so far every single game. Um, but uh, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, you're getting to know us quite a bit, um, and you know, sh- share with us, comment who you support, follow Com- the socials. Yeah, follow all our socials. We got quite a few. We, we're we're getting bigger and bigger every um, not every episode, but every every video or every little thing we we want to try and do. No, we're growing, and I it's gonna it's it's looking good for the apex. Yeah, uh, the apex socials group. will be on the link in the yeah. bio. Uh, yeah, make sure to connect with us there. Um, let us know, you know, in this case, who, do you, who are you guys looking forward to winning the Champions League? Who do you guys think will win the EPL? EPL? Who do you guys think is winning La Liga? Um, things like that. We love to talk to you guys, so yeah, let us know. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Pedio. Uh, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Frank, for having me. <laughs> Didn't sound too sure right there, Pedio. What was going on there? <laughs> I was going to sneeze, and then you caught me off guard. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> And once again, thank you, Lo, for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, wherever you are at, take care of yourself. And don't forget to smile. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.